When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. Matthew 2, verses 19 through 21. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Stout. And I'm Reagan Gilliland. <laughs> and this is Off Script, the podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on last Sunday's sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor. And we've got a little bit different episode today because we had lessons and carols in the sanctuary, and Reverend Gilliland, Gilliland, just it reminds me of Wicked it. every time I, I know. try to say Glinda. it. Yuck. <laughs> uh, preached in modern. But before we get into that... Um, Christmas preparation. So how are you doing on Christmas shopping? You have three children now, although I guess Morgan Mac doesn't really yeah. require much. Doesn't require, he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> so that's nice. I like to, to ride that train as long as I can. Um, they're, they're coming along nicely. I think we, uh, I need to get Jude a couple more gifts okay. and Andy one gift, mm-hmm. Excellent. but I can't get Andy's till like right before uh-huh. I think. Right. But uh, I think we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you doing on your Christmas movie slash special watching? Um, pretty good. I haven't watched a couple of my favorites yet, mm-hmm. and so I need to do that. Um, but I am gonna I am going to check out that Arthur's Christmas because it's so good. Kathy Taylor, have you talked to Kathy uh-uh. this morning? So Kathy Taylor's our new welcome and engagement director. Yes, she's awesome. So she has a first of all, she has it's a wonderful life ornament on her desk and she's like it's my all-time favorite movie yeah and yeah, that's awesome she's got great taste and then she's like and you know what i also christmas time she goes arthur's christmas is one of our favorites too wow she's like we always watch it we it's have it so on good DVD. And it I was is like, so good all right so i looked it up i can watch it on amazon uh-huh. so nice. i'm hoping to do that with the kids sometime so good yeah how are you doing with all your christmas stuff so my children are older and their social calendars are ridiculously full mm-hmm. so we're a little behind the curve so we have watched Elf. We watched mm-hmm. that one putting up the Christmas tree. And um, we watched, uh, let's see, The Prep and Landing. Uh, specials on Disney Plus. Everyone looks at me like that. Mm-hmm. Prep and Landing. Do you have Disney Plus, first of all? Uh, of course I okay. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Prep and Landing. Prep okay. in like ampersand mm-hmm. landing. Mm-hmm. Okay. About two elves. Actually, it's about one elf, Dwayne. <laughs> Actually, his name's <laughs> Wayne, but he gets missed. Anyway, it's a, lot, it's a whole story. Okay. It's, they're, they're two 23-minute specials. Uh, they are, it's a, an entire story arc with like Toy Story level animation and it's awesome. Oh, okay, cool. Must see. It's okay. must see for us every year. And then last night we start, we watched half of, um, what Whitney falls asleep easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a woman thing, a mom <laughs> I'm thing. I'm looking over too. and, and Reagan's, uh, <laughs> yawning, yawning right now. Yawning right in my face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's funny. Warm and still. Hey, listen, no, 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 no judgment there at all. Believe me. So we, we watch uh, movies like in segments. Yeah. So we got halfway through Spirited last night. Have you seen Spirited yet? No, mm-hmm. I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my God, it's funny. Ryan Reynolds yeah. is really, really it's funny. Hilarious. I knew you now, were going to like it. It's PG-13-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, okay. Christmas past is a little, mm-hmm. 
She's got the hots for Ryan. Can I say them on the podcast? Yeah. On Ryan Reynolds. I uh, mean, who doesn't? So, yeah. He's a beautiful Ryan, species. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really funny. And he's really funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, we got, we got halfway through it. Whitney did not make it halfway through it. But, okay. <laughs> but the boys and I watched half of it. Okay. So, um, the inflatables were up in the yard last night. Finally got those up. Okay. The outside lights have been on for a while. Downstairs tree is up. Upstairs tree is up, but not decorated. So tomorrow night, we had to put it on the calendar. We're watching Home Alone and decorating the upstairs tree. Okay. Yeah. yeah you are? I feel like you are guy kind of behind. We're 13 days to Christmas. Is yeah. We're recording this on Monday. <sighs> and, yeah. So, but I mean, like, Max has dates with his girlfriend. Sam's got stuff that he's doing with his friends. Like, it's just, it's very, they're going to be camping this weekend with the Boy Scouts. So, anywho. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. All right. So... You didn't get a chance to see Lessons in Carol. I haven't. Right? I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. Uh-huh. It was very good. And Ashley didn't get a chance to see it because she was at a friend's baptism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I plan to go back and watch it because, I mean, I heard it was just, yeah, knocked out of the park. It was park. amazing. Ben Turner, our director of music ministries, is just wonderful. The choir is, choir loft's full. I think we had 119 musicians at one of the services and wow. 120 at the other. Mm-hmm. When you oh. count the kids and the sanctuary choir and the, and the uh, orchestra. So... It's hard to beat our choir backed up by an orchestra. Um, so my my two boys were really really excited about singing with the orchestra mm-hmm. and with the full choir, and um, were s- the, like their version of "Mary Did You Know" was it was just gorgeous. So yeah, I can't wait to share that with my grandmother. That's her favorite. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. There's a that's a divisive song. That's like the New York <laughs> Yankees of the Christmas Carols. It sure is. People are like, yeah, of course, Mary knew. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's gosh, a it's I'm a wide margin point. between who who's a who's pro Mary did yeah. you know and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. against. Yeah, and I can tell you where the naughty and nice list falls. That's an awesome song. That's an awesome song. <laughs> All right, so you did the first week three sermon. Yes. Because I'm preaching on your text this week. Yeah, you can just copy and paste. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Don't do I, that. Don't think I, I don't think I could pull, pull off your, uh, your humor. Uh, it was not a funny, uh, wasn't a funny uh, sermon. Well, the text is tricky. It's tricky. So, okay. So, the text is the, the, the flight to Egypt. Yes. I intentionally skipped over the slaughter of the innocents. Yep. Always a good choice. <laughs> and then we came back from... Um, we came back, and then he comes back. Yeah, from Egypt. Yeah, and have you ever heard a sermon on that text? I was I was trying to think. I don't think so. Or if I have, I think it's the same where we didn't do the middle verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine for Bible study. It's not great for. I mean, we get kids. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but in the lectionary, it falls. It's once every three years, and it comes the Sunday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody's going to preach on that text on Sunday after Christmas. No, I mean, so unless it's like what, like what we did, we brought it up in the in the cycle so that we could, you know, cover that aspect of the theology mm-hmm. of Matthew. You wouldn't hear about it. So I'm assuming you've never preached on that text before. No, I sure have not. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> excellent. So, okay, so our our the the title of our series is Heavenly Peace, and we talked about let's see the prophecy, mm-hmm. and then the fulfillment. Yes, and then this week is. The promise. Uh-huh. So, uh, in the context of the series, what is the promise? Um, so, I took it as maybe this is not what you're going, but the promise that <laughs> so he almost just fed out his coffee. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right now. So, I took it as the promise of like that God is is with us. 
Yeah, God is with us no matter what. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have asked great job. you. But you passed the test. Okay. You passed the test. It's good. Get another year. Okay, great. So, um, all right. So, God is with us always. So, this this text, which is admittedly a tricky one, mm-hmm. uh, talk about in what, like, in as you're unpacking, as you're thinking through it, just in the context of the whole series, like, how, how is the promise fulfilled in this text? Does it make sense? Yeah. So, I, I mean. Cause, because Jesus is the fulfillment. Yes. So you know, kind of got to extrapolate it. But you, you went with the sermon the same direction that I was planning to go with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked away yesterday. If you're like, how'd it go? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I bombed. So <laughs> we're just going to just get past it. But it's okay. Um, so, yeah, the promise of like uh, God being with us. I mean, I looked at it of all the places that Jesus immediately went where he was born um, and then the escape to Egypt and all that of like, yeah, God is everywhere. God is with us in all these places. Cause we'll talk about what these places kind of signify or mean. Um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, God really is with us no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I like on the run from a potential tragedy. Like, cause he's a refugee. I yeah. think I honestly wonder how many people know that the Holy family were refugees. I don't, um, right. I mean, unless you've done a Bible study of Matthew, mm-hmm. chances are you've never heard it preached mm-hmm. on. No. Chances are. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we're kind of in the business. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a sermon on it. <clears throat> so, I mean, I obviously know the story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so God's with us no matter what. And so Herod does this awful thing. Herod's a terrible human being. Yes. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the sermon myself this coming week. Um, but yeah, so God is with us no matter what. So then let's talk about the incarnation. You use a really, um, do you know Bono has a new kind of autobiography out? I have heard. Yeah. yeah. And he was interviewed by Brene Brown. Okay. Um, yeah. On her podcast. There was like, yeah, a live event I think you could go to, I oh. think. Huh. I think. I feel like I saw someone post pictures of, anyway, continue. So Whitney was listening to that and he, he actually talked about the incarnation being born. He, he used a more crass term for the word you used, which is smelly. Okay. Right. So God, God is, um, is born into like straw poverty. Yeah. Right. Next to the smelly animals. Yeah. Um, so what is poignant about that? Like, why is that important? Why does that matter? Well, yeah, I think, um, because why we should definitely have a very, um, that God is holy. (laughs) Like that's a great, you know, theology. Um, so yeah, you, you get in your head like God is this holy, perfect, pure, almost like, I don't know why like pure white comes to mind when you think of like God, maybe it's like the heaven or the, if you think of like the robe or whatever it is. Um, and so then you have this God that is so majestic and, and there's all this glory and holy. And then you think about God choosing, um, to come down into our, our mess and like, first of all, make God, God is vulnerable um, and goes to these places that are not these majestic, beautiful places, but smelly, gross. Um, I think I use the word like some of us would think that's a repulsive place to be. Mm-hmm. And God's like, that's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a weird thing to think about this holy, majestic God coming in almost like, well, the hem of his robe probably didn't get dirty. No, it probably mm-hmm. got dirty. His yeah. feet were nasty. His, like all these things, people have a hard time. That's why like early um, church people had a hard time thinking about 
uh, Jesus being fully human mm-hmm. and fully God. Mm-hmm. They had a hard time because like, oh, but humans are, we're gross mm-hmm. and we do things that are like nasty. And it's like, well, we can't, we can't mess up God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people kind of had a hard time understanding the incarnation mm-hmm. of, of all of that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it matters. <laughs> I mean, so the manger stuff obviously is Luke, but we're, we have both the stories. Yeah. So, and it's regardless, he was born as a human infant. And I love babies. I love babies. Mm-hmm. Babies are sometimes stinky. Yeah. <laughs> they have blowouts. Several times a day, actually. Several times a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, okay, there's there are two things that are recurring themes in Matthew, and definitely in this early um, early part of the narrative, and that is the dream. Mm-hmm. Like, God comes to Joseph in dreams a lot. A lot. I, th- I think there's two in the section you read. Yeah. Although I, it's repeated three times. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's either two or three. The That second part, 19 through 23, I'm kind of confused if it's two separate dreams or just yeah, one. Right. But regardless. Regardless, he's had at least three dreams. And there's, uh, if if we were to read the part about the slaughter of the innocents, we, it would have been multiple, fulfill, like the fulfillment of multiple scriptures, like three scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, like, why is that a big deal for Matthew? What, what's the What's the deal with dreams and what's the deal with? Old Testament fulfillment. Yeah. So you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, Matthew is is writing to a Jewish audience, Mm -hmm. knows his Old Testament really well. And um, the Jewish people would have known, like, their history, how much God came to people through dreams. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got Abraham, you've got Old Testament Joseph, you've got... Donny Osmond Joseph. Donny Osmond. That was was the reference? Yeah, the Donny Osmond Joseph. Um, uh. So like Elijah, like all these, you know, so people at that time, like trusted in dreams. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, that's not something like mm-hmm. their history showed like, oh, this is how God often speaks. And it's very true. So you should listen to that. Mm-hmm. So Matthew's drawing upon that. And it's consistent with uh, with how God has um, shown up and worked. Um, and so, yeah, so there's the fulfillment of, let's see, we've got... Um, What's the verse? Out of Egypt I have called my sons. Mm-hmm. But that's from Hosea. Mm-hmm. So son was Israel, but now it's came, taken on the context of my son, I guess. Um, like literally. Yeah. My literally. And then, um, let's see. So I'm trying to think what else. The Nazarene thing, I saw like in commentary, people are like, that's referenced, but then people had a hard time yeah, yeah. where that actually came yeah, yeah. from. <laughs> so, I mean, <clears throat> I'm just thinking like the whole, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy in general is important. You said it already. It is important because Matthew's right into a Jewish audience. Mm-hmm. And so they want to know how Jesus connects to their Old Testament prophecies. Yeah. And um, Luke doesn't do that so much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Luke alludes to the Old Testament because it, it's a, it matters, yeah. but it's particularly important for, for Matthew, for sure, <clears throat> for sure. Now, there's a, you kind of deconstruct all the things we wouldn't expect mm-hmm. in the story. And then you make a really important point. There's so much of this story that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And um, it may make a little more sense to us as 21st century Christians because we've read it so, so many times. Yeah. But for the first century audience, yeah. for first century Jewish people particularly, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made any sense at all. Um what those elements wouldn't have made sense like um well the, the, jesus being god right or god becoming one of us right right that 
and, and is, yeah. overcoming evil in a way very different than what they anticipated. How does that actually make sense for us? You know what I mean? Like, so what didn't make sense in the first century probably spiritually makes more sense for us. Okay. 2000 years removed. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, so unpack what it means that those, that God came as a baby and came in the mess and the muck and, um, is with us no matter what, like what, why is all that relevant? Why does it matter? Um, that's a lot of questions all at once. <laughs> so, um, I'll say at that time, because people didn't, they had in their minds what a king was going to look like mm-hmm. and, and going to do. Yeah. So, which was what? Well, it was good. I mean, King David, you yeah. know, that's, they kind of had in their head. That's the one type of king. Yeah. He's going to lead an army. Right? Yeah. Definitely did not expect this baby that can't hold its head up to yeah. be the one that right. <laughs> does all these right. things. Because, you know, you read the scripture about captives and prisoners and all this stuff, and you're like, a baby can't do any of that. Mm. How is this helpful to us? This is not helpful. This is not what we need. Like, the promise was going to be this, like, or this Messiah was going to be this majestic thing. And, um, yeah, so people just had a hard time. Um, and then you've got, you know, I referenced in the, in the sermon, I talked about how, okay, well, at least this person's going to grow up in a prominent family. Not <laughs> right. At least he's, at least he's going to like, probably his first thing he's going to do is go to Rome. And the first thing that ends up doing, he's, he has to be taken to Egypt. So God has to be like rescued. Like God is in danger. Mm. Like that's weird. Mm. Um, so people have a hard time with that. Um, and then to be raised in this no name town is and just have this normal life is not what people expected mm-hmm. um and so that's important for us because i think um we our expectations of what god should do or what god should be should be what we think we need what we want whatever is often like very different um and we try to put god in a box often um we try to say that God should do this, be that, and often we get it very, very wrong. And so for us, I think it shows that um, the promise of who God is and what God does, uh, one, can take a very long time, and when it arrives, <laughs> it's not, we think, oh, this is all wrong, when it's actually, it's all right. <laughs> it's all it's all good. Um, but sometimes the promise takes like a long time to to come but um for our faith i think it shows a lot about where god's willing to go mm-hmm. who god is willing to be among who god is saving i mean there's just so much in this story mm-hmm. um i don't know if I, i've answered you I asked yeah, I mean, a few questions <laughs> um yeah i mean if god is willing to if god was willing to do that then surely god's willing to be with us in our mess mm-hmm. in our struggle yeah um, and that's the whole, like the, because like, so if you, this is in Matthew one, that's where we started with the Emmanuel stuff. Now we're in Matthew two, where God is, uh, the whole refugee thing and, mm-hmm. and, uh, fleeing from evil and then returning to ultimately confront evil. Yeah. And then at the very end of the gospel, he says in this beautiful, like, uh, fancy theological word is inclusio like something that is at the beginning and the end of a story he says remember i'm with you always Mm -hmm. to the end of the age yeah at the end of all of it like after the resurrection Mm -hmm. when they're still not sure about the whole thing yeah so the god that was 
promised Emmanuel from the time of Isaiah mm-hmm. will be with us until the end of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. Yeah. And if that's true, and of course we believe it's true, we yeah. know with the certainty of our faith that it's true, then that means God's with us through it all, which is just incredibly hopeful. Yeah. I mean, you think about they they wanted a, this majestic king, but... They got one. They got one, but... He, if we really want a God that was with us, I mean, at that time, I imagine that the kings were kind of uh, behind very thick mm-hmm. walls mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. accessible. Mm-hmm. Like that's not you want a you want a God that's with you right. that's accessible. And right. I mean, G- Jesus is very accessible. Like he's with us. He's walking around. He's eating food. He's like, I mean, what a gift that is mm-hmm. that we have a God mm-hmm. that's like I want to be like I want to be able to touch you. I want you to be able to like like look eye to eye, like mm. all of that. I mean, that is a powerful thing. Mm. The fact that they wanted this God that was, or this King that was far away because mm. they probably thought, yeah, go to Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <sighs> well, the King of Kings is different than any King mm-hmm. before. And it, in John's gospel, cause it all comes down to John ultimately <laughs> somehow it comes yeah. back to John. Yeah. He says, I don't, I don't call you, um, students anymore I don't call you teacher disciple anymore but I call you friends mm-hmm. <laughs> so nobody's friends with the king yeah nobody nobody the king doesn't have your buddies Mm-mm. right even his wife's not his friend because nope. he got mo- a bunch of them multiple right but this this king says I'm I, not only am I with you but we're friends yeah that's really a remarkable theological point. yes all right so this Isaiah 43 you bring Isaiah 43 in there what's what's the deal with that why do you bring Isaiah 43 in well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. So I was like Googling, <laughs> like, okay, what is like a, what's, um, cause I, we hear a lot from old Testament, like about God doing a new thing and all this. I'm like, okay, let me just see what, like what passages come up. And then, so I was reading it and I mean the, the, I'm looking at it right now. So the heading of Isaiah 43 says restoration and protection promised. So I'm like, all right, mm. there we go. Promise. Prom- promise. And um, I didn't even read the whole thing, but the words that jumped out, um, you know, there's like, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Mm -hmm. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not Mm -hmm. consume you. Like all of that is like, God is with us. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a hymn out of that, made out of that song. Do not be afraid, I am with you. Have you ever heard that? I think Snow so. Catholic song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go through and it's all about, um, I am with you. I am with you. Um, and that's that's who mm-hmm. Emmanuel, like mm-hmm. God with us. Yeah. And so I just thought it was, hey, this is a good one. So, so I encourage people to go read the whole thing because it was um, very reassuring and like connected me to the Matthew passage mm-hmm. to be like, Yep, this is a promise, and it, it's true. So we've been talking with our communications director, yeah. Ashley Danner, mm-hmm. about one-liners. Yeah. Like for a ministry area, you come up with a one-liner. Like, what's your pithy little oh my gosh, I knew, elevator speech? Of course thing. you would ask me this. <laughs> so the promise, like when if you're thinking about the promise, if I'm brand new to Christianity and I'm having a really bad day, mm-hmm. let's, let's make that a very specific scenario. So I come to you, I'm coming to church, something brought me to church, and I've lost somebody I love this mm-hmm. this year, and um, I'm really coming more skeptical than anything else. Yeah. 
but tell me why. Tell me what's God promising me? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I feel like this is B O M already, okay, all over again. Um, so I think I don't know if I can do it in a one liner, but you know, I think about how. I said this in the sermon. When Jesus came, it's not like everything immediately was fixed. Not everything got better immediately. But the reassurance that God was going to stay with us and be with us um, is a comfort in itself and something that can help us um, get out of bed the next day. Knowing that not everything is fixed, not everything is good, our grief isn't gone, but there's something about this promise of God being with us and understanding us. Um, and loving us like that that gets me through i don't know i don't know what would you say chris mm-hmm. um well i, I wasn't a preacher today so <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i mean how many times does it happen where well i mean it happened yesterday somebody came to the line after less than carols and said um that it was the anniversary of their husband's death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this time of year is hard mm-hmm. and here's the thing about being a pastor you gotta have gotta be able to say something mm-hmm. yeah and so I think the promise of our faith that God's with us through it all is really important. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard a recovering alcoholic one time say um, when they were, you know, working, working the 12 steps and getting closer to God, um, his sponsor mm-hmm. told him, um, like, you know, somebody, like you're usually when somebody gets to AA, they're <laughs> life's not going great. You know, mm-hmm. you've lost a job or you've lost a relationship or whatever. And his uh, his point was his sponsor's mentor's point was that it may or may not get better, whatever it is for you, mm-hmm. but you will. And yeah. if you get better, things will be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, it, it's the same. Sorry, I was thinking of when you were talking that uh, God doesn't carry a magic wand. Yeah. And take away, like bring back people. I mean, God can bring back people from the yeah. dead. we do believe in resurrection but that's you know that's uh, that's kind of a longer term plan mm-hmm. <laughs> than um, than the immediate need sometimes and so um the the fact that god walks with us through all of that um makes it not just bearable but makes it uh okay in the end mm-hmm. i think it's really important i think that's the most important promise of, of the season then when we get to christmas eve um that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, God, there's good news of great joy for you specifically, and that's yeah. that God's here for you. Yeah. No, that's a good point that um, as you – I think that takes a maturing in your faith too is as being okay with maybe your surroundings and everything not getting better, but because you're being transformed, mm-hmm. you're able to, to walk through things and have a different perspective um, and a strength that only comes from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're not looking around and think, oh, everything's just, it's all great now, but there's something in you. It's that it's only through the power of God that. Yeah. Yeah. That assurance. Yeah. Biggest thing on your to-do list. The most stressful thing still on your to-do list between now and Christmas, Ashley to undergo and then Reagan. (sighs) Me and my husband had, my husband and I, sorry, mom, uh, my, (laughs) (laughs) uh, my husband and I, uh, had a frank conversation this morning about how the biggest gift we're going to give to each other is the pressure to not uh, perform through Christmas because we're both incredibly stressed with our jobs right now 
and we're both just feeling like we are like fumbling mm. Christmas. Mm. And so we're doing our best as two very uh, caring, want to do everything for each other people to let each other off the hook a little bit because <laughs> we are very behind on Christmas presents. Both of us just like, it was a tough year. We had already bought ourselves some toys. We were kind of like, oh crap, we, it's Christmas and I don't know what to get. So we're going to get some stuff and we're going to figure out how to get some stuff for other people <laughs> before <laughs> Christmas gets here. But man, shopping for us is just like, woo, we're behind. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hate shopping. That's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go to just go walk around the mall or yeah. anything that does not spark me joy. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not easy. I'm an online shopper for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to get, uh, a sewer line fixed in my house. So I'm pretty there you go. excited about that. Mm-hmm. When they tunneled under my house on Saturday to fix the hot water, I'm like, Oh, actually your sewer lines also busted. Oh, I was wow. like, cool, cool, cool. That's, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I've done pretty good with my shopping. So um, probably it's honestly figuring out packing to leave the day after mm-hmm. Christmas. That is very stressful mm-hmm. with three children. Yeah, for sure. To figure out you how. got a minivan, though. We do. That helps. It helps. Doesn't but it's, alleviate the problem. There's just a lot of stuff that we have to take. Because you can't lay both seats down in the back because you got a third one back there. Right. Yeah. And we're going to like we're going to an Airbnb that like we're going to have to bring toys with like things. Mm-hmm. So that just, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's probably the thing mm-hmm. that stressed me out the most. Oh, and writing a Christmas day sermon. I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. You definitely should. Yeah. She definitely. I watched that. a great TikTok about why you shouldn't fold things anymore when you pack, but buy packing cubes for families. We've, we've long ago gone to the packing cube. Yeah. System. My wife works in industrial. My wife is an industrial engineer who spent 10 years at the container store. So we've oh, yeah. oh, kind of maxed out. <laughs> on she come to my cubes. house? My boys bring ca- packing. Cu- my boys pack themselves in packing cubes for scout trips. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, most efficient. And then you just shove it all back in there and then you dump pick, it in the wash. Pick it by day. Yeah. It's right. done. Pack it by day. They're it's on sale magical. right now. I, I get the Facebook ad all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. What about you? You didn't answer. Um, everything's joyful this time of year. It's all good. But, and so uh, the one thing that I've got to work out is uh, on Christmas Eve, my I, I think I'm I'm pretty settled on, and you, mm-hmm. I'm pretty settled on the idea of uh, a closing illustration from a particular film that I love. Um, and the question is, do we do I do it as the like show the scene, show the mm-hmm. clip, or describe the clip? Okay. And so I gotta. Is it from Nacho Libre? Not, not really that's the first movie that came to my mind. I was like, what is the no. most random movie? And that's what came in my head. Not really right. Interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, it's a good one. It's okay. a great scene. It's a great scene. Yep. So, uh, anywho. Okay. All right. So, this coming weekend, we have a modern Lessons and Carols. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the modern service. Mm-hmm. And I will be preaching on this text that we're talking about today. Yeah. And we are going to say a prayer and put the manger scene, the nativity scene, mm-hmm. in the... Um, we're in sanctuary. Yep. Why, you, why are you grinning? No, I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, me too. It's we'll have youth caroling. We'll have the uh, college age Christmas party. We'll, and then a couple days after that, we'll have the longest night service as well. Lots of good stuff going on. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful week. Hope you check, out, check some stuff off of your to-do list between now and Christmas. Because by the time this comes out, when's this coming out, Ashley? To add to your to-do list. Uh, this will come out this week. It'll be out this week. This week. So I love sometime it. of this week, you'll have oh, something something more than one week until Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. All right, y'all. God bless. <laughs>